0: Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message. This morning, we are continuing with our series on the priceless pursuit. Okay? So we started about two weeks ago, where we started with pursuing Jesus as our highest treasure and just knowing that ultimately He is the great I am. And Regardless of what we're faced with, he needs to stay on the throne. And we live our lives in such a way to glorify him. And then last week, Pastor Chris was preaching on pursuing the one, you know, the importance of. Because once we're joined to Christ, once we're pursuing him, that which is on his heart becomes important to us. And the lost are so much on his heart. And not forgetting that as we've been saved and we're following Jesus, he wants us to introduce others to him. Because it's not God's heart that anyone should perish, but that all should come to salvation in Jesus Christ. Okay, So this morning, we're going to continue, and we're going to look at pursuing to be joined. Yeah, And this is really talking about another thing that is so close to God's heart, and that is church. Now that I know the Lord, what does it look like and what does it mean for me to be a part of His church? What does it look like? What is the purpose of church? Why are we together? Why is it important to pursue fellowship? It is it is something that's so close to God's heart because remember the Bible says that Jesus died for this church. And he's coming back for a spotless bride, the church. He's laid his life down for the church. He wants to present the church as a as a as a spotless bride to his father. So it's also something that is so close to his heart and that is something that needs to be close to our hearts as well because remember we're saying he's our greatest treasure so that which is close to his heart must be that which is close to us okay so without any further ado I want to call Rita who will be preaching this morning a a very faithful (laughs) faithful daughter mother in this house um also, one of the people that God is raising up in our midst in the church just for the work of ministry. She's done the school of ministry. Now she's pursuing her uh, degree in theology through the Namibian Theological Seminary. So, and we're really so excited just to see what God is doing in her life. So she will be preaching this message today. And I want to encourage us again just to open our hearts and receive from the vessel that the Lord has chosen to use this morning. So let's just pray. Father, we want to thank you so much for your word this morning. We want to thank you that your word is living and active, Lord. And we pray that as Rita shares this morning, Father God, that it will stir our hearts to that which is on your heart concerning your church, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, just for for impartation of what you've done in our hearts concerning the area of fellowship, Lord. We thank you, Father, that, that yeah, that as she preaches, you join our hearts together, Father God, and you take us to a greater level as family, Lord. In Jesus' name we thank you and we praise you for that, oh Father God. Amen. Amen.
1: Good morning church. Thank you very much. Um, for the leaders of the church to entrust to me their pulpit (laughs) and also allowing me to grow in ministry. Um, I really just want to thank the Lord also for this opportunity. Um, I hope everybody can hear me at the back. I struggle to stretch my voice, but I'll try to stretch it today. Um, And I really just want to thank God also for this opportunity um, that he has given me to be stretched a bit in ministry also Um, yes um, for me if I could just give a small testimony of my life in terms of fellowship you know when I came to the Lord there is a lot of things that I didn't know Uh, I didn't even know that um, you you could have relationships you know I I never knew that Christians can actually have relationships I thought "Ah, it was just a bunch of people coming together And, you know, just having their Bible studies, it's all about reading the Bible and praying. And I remember um, when I came to the Lord, um, I was in a relationship, I was in a yoke with the darkness. Obviously, I was in darkness, but when you come to the Lord, you are removed from the darkness and you are transferred into the light. And so there is a whole lot of things, a whole lot of transformation that is taking place in your life. And you are coming along with all these things, but you are not very much aware of what the Word of God is saying about these things. And so there were quite a number of people around me, you know, Christians, that have gone ahead of me, that were really speaking into my life, of which one of them was my husband, you know, speaking into my life and saying, but Rita, this thing that you are doing, how can you be yoked with an unbeliever? And I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm there's nothing wrong, it's just a boyfriend. I said, no, 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 but the word is very clear. Not that he was advocating for himself then.
0: <laughs>
1: he was looking out for me. As a sister in the Lord. I was obviously... <laughs> I was new, so I didn't know much. So, fellowship is really very important and being part of a church is very important it is not just about a building as we know you know church some people perceive church as a building or an event where we only come together for two hours and have fellowship together here worship the Lord and go home but really belonging to a body is a place or a community where you get encouraged and where you grow right so pursuing pursuing of joining is really just about doing life deeply in sharing life as the disciples were doing jesus was the one who taught the disciples how they should have fellowship not only with him but also one another because that is very important building relationship that is the most important thing now before we go further i just want to ask you three questions just as pastor hilma said now that you are a child of god now that you have given yourself to the lord now that you have become part of a community of believers is there any encouragement from belonging to christ Are you really encouraged to be and belonging to Christ? Are you? Do you have any comfort from his love? Do you? It's a question that I'm also asking myself. And is there any fellowship together in the spirit? Let's see what our scripture reading is saying today. That's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. And it reads as follows. From him, the whole body, which is the church, as we were just told and we just heard now, we are the body, we are the church. In all its various parts, joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies, when each part is working properly, the body to grow and mature, building itself up in love, unselfish love. So what is important for us to understand here is Christ is the head of the body. And we are part of the body, even though we have different parts, but we are part of a body, this one body which is a community of Christians or a community of believers, we are obviously knitted and held together. It is impossible for the ear to tell the leg that it doesn't want or it has an important function than the leg. There is a specific reason why the body has an ear to the left and to the right. And not under the foot. There is a specific. Yes, it is so wrong. So dysfunctional. Yeah. So it is important for us to also understand that as much as we are part of this body, the church, us, community of believers, we all have to play different parts in this body to make it work. Because if we don't do that, it is not possible for us to grow. And it is not even possible for the body to move and grow into maturity. Because then there is a whole lot of dysfunctions taking place. Or ill growths here and there. So we need now to apply ointment or we need to go into operations and we need to do all these things. But once we understand that part that we are a part of the body of whom Christ... Is the head and we are all playing different parts. And it goes as far as understanding all our gifts in this body. Because one obviously is a pastor, the other is a teacher, the other is an evangelist, the other is a prophet, the other is a... And we all are knitted together in one little basket. But with all these gifts that we need to display for the glory, for the purposes of God, So we need to all understand that part. So, and I remember that in a place like this, I always tell people in Welcome Tea, it is very difficult, the church is too big. It is very difficult to make friends in the church as big as this. Where do I start? I need to find my place either in a connect, which is one of the most important Activity and gatherings that we have in the church. Now, I remember when I came to this church, that was one of the things that I was struggling with. Oh, the church, too many people. I don't know anybody. I feel so lonely. I feel so alone. But now, where do I get myself needed? Where do I get to a place where I feel family, home? Where is that place? And a lot of these places are the connects that we have. Because by yourself, you cannot grow. You might grow, but then I experience a bit of dysfunctions here and there, just like I didn't know that there were things like not walking in the light with the darkness together. I thought, no, it's my thing, I'm doing my thing. But then as I was assisted by the brothers and sisters in the Lord, those that were holding, that, those that were holding my my hand, walking with me, reassuring me cheering me on i could now understand the importance of finding that place where i can also then be knitted and be joined together grow and mature and also then help that environment where i am growing to grow and mature building itself up in love so as we said a church is really just a community of believers yeah we have a quote from Arthur Wallace, who, from his point, is Arthur is, uh, is an author. He's also late. Um, he has written a number of books, and what he's saying, what church for him is is a community, is the very essence of the church and the very lifestyle of the kingdom, and the church is a community. Yeah, so a place where people that are saved by the grace of God. Through his power. Not by themselves. There is no way we can save ourselves. We are only saved by the grace of God. Through his power. Where these people can come together. And have fellowship. With one another. Amen. So and the reason why we have fellowship. With one another. Is primarily. Primarily, don't worry, it's okay. Primarily mentioned by a quote taken from Rice Brooks' book, which says that the Bible paints the picture of family as the primary backdrop for all teachings. You can now just imagine where else can you receive all these teachings but in a family. Commands and missions the church has been charged with. Jesus astonished his disciples by encouraging them to refer to Jehovah as Father. And that is the privilege of a community, a family knitted all together, held together by the head who is Jesus Christ. And who encourages us to call God our Father. Amen. So let's see what 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 to 7 is saying, which, gave, which gives us the basis of our fellowship. What is this thing that really keeps us going together as a community? There must be something that is keeping us together. And the Word of God is saying that, but if we walk in the light as He is in the light, and there is no darkness in Him at all, So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in darkness. We are not practicing the truth. And the word is so clear on that. I will expand a bit on it. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And that is the basis of our fellowship with each other, is to walk in the light is to have a relationship with jesus christ there is no way us wanting to claim that we have fellowship with god but our spiritual lives are still in darkness or we walk and live still in spiritual darkness and come and claim that no i have a relationship with god and i also have a relationship with my brethren it is not possible Because we are disqualified immediately, then we are not practicing the truth. The word is very clear on that. Yes, it doesn't matter where we're coming from, who we are, what qualifications we hold, what background we're coming from, whether we are male or female, whether we are young or old. The qualification here is, are we walking in the light? Are we walking in the light? Because if we walk in the light, the Bible says that we are the light and we are the salt of this world. If that is what the Bible is telling us to be, as God himself is in the light, then we need to walk in the light and we need to have fellowship with God so that we are able then to have fellowship with one another. And as we are having fellowship with one another... We also know that together, this fellowship is done in the spirit. It cannot be done in the flesh. It is done in the spirit, for God is spirit. And as much as it is done in the spirit, we then also wholeheartedly agree to love one another, because we're sharing one Father. Remember the encouragement that Jesus gave to the disciples as they were astonished. The encouragement that they got that, look, guys, you are welcome to call God your father. Like, this is something new. It's new terminology. It's totally a new mindset. How can I call God a father? But that is the premise that we have for loving one another. Because even Jesus was praying saying, My father, I pray that they love one another. He was praying that we love one another. Why? Because that is one of the distinguishing factors, one of the distinguishing elements of a Christian life, or a fellowship, or a body, or a church. If we love one another, the world will look at us and see and recognize what Jesus did in our lives. Without loving one another, It is not possible to even go to the world and tell them about Jesus Christ. Because that is the premise of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And as we are loving one another, we do it from a place of tenderness. From a place of compassion. Not full of pride, but a humble place. A place that makes allowance for one another. You can just imagine if you are in your home, you know your children, my children, mothers, us, parents, how many times we go through making allowance, you know? And the beautiful part is you don't choose to be born in a family, but God chooses you to be born in a family. We don't choose, God chooses for us. And because of that, in our home, we do make this allowances. And a body like this, a church like this, a fellowship like this, from a place of love, it is easier to make allowance for one another. Yes, we will get hurt. Guaranteed. Inevitable. We will get hurt. But even in that. Grace of God is sufficient for all of the hurt that we might experience in a fellowship. Amen. So we are not even going to try to impress one another when we are in a fellowship. Why would I now want to impress somebody? Do I, what am I going to win out of impressing somebody? I will not be walking or doing things from a place of selfishness. But I will try and rather think about the next person. And this person who needs help is what we need to be looking out for. And not I need help, but who needs help? How can I help? And as we wholeheartedly doing all of this, we will find joy in serving One another We will find joy It's guaranteed We will find joy In serving one another And that is what church is all about About doing life Deeply Intensely You know Certain things we do intentional Coming together Coming to prayers Sunday morning Oh the service was not nice Why? No, I don't know. There was just something. (laughs) But you did not prepare the service to be nice. You and me must prepare for the service to be nice. We need to be having constant fellowship. This intentional fellowship where we are at. Bringing the fellowship with us. It is not something... People, when you are in fellowship, you can't unfellowship yourself. It's not not something that you can now decide today. Uh -uh, I'm out of here. It's just like your body. Your body cannot decide. I don't want the arm. Get off. It's not possible. And that is why it is important for us to prepare ourselves already. Fellowship is a lifestyle of the people of the kingdom of God. It's a lifestyle of a family. So we need to hold Onto each other, we need to work together. We need to bring, so is what Lechaset and the die quirk is, bring your fear of the huis off. I don't know how to really translate it well in English, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> bring the fire from home, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> but the Afrikaans one says, bring your fear of the huis off. We can't come and make fire here. We must make the fire there and just bring forth the fire to the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. God is no respecter of men. He is no respecter of men. And therefore, we need to walk in the light. And yes, in a fellowship of believers, there is forgiveness. There is forgiveness. Forgiveness comes from the Lord first. He is the one to forgive us. Because he says in his word, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous, so just. I don't know which other word I can use to describe that, but to forgive us all our sins, not only some. And as we are gathering, as we are having fellowship, as we are communing with one another, and there is room for forgiveness, we grow better. We mature better. But if we don't make room even for that, And that's when we start losing one another. And I'm now going to wonder, what happened to Julio? I've not seen Julio for a month or two. I don't even know what is happening to Julio and his life. Obviously, I'll take myself and I'll call Julio. What is happening to you? Where are you? And Julio expresses his life to me. And because Julio understood the part of confessing, understood the part that God has forgiven, and the community makes allowance to forgive. Not that we condone, not that we say go and sin, but we're saying when that happens, come, don't stay away. Let us protect one another because we are knitted together. When one Community member goes through something, it touches us all. It touches the whole community. It touches the whole body. Therefore, when he expresses his life to me, I don't have the right to now go and say, down. keeper, did you hear? Yeah. And that is what we do. And it hurts. And that is why I said hurting is inevitable sometimes. It happens. It's not supposed to happen because we wholeheartedly agree to love one another. By loving one another, we said we are protecting one another. We are going to encourage one another. We are going to lift one another up. It is not supposed to happen. But it does happen. And when it also happens, we know that when we confess our sins before God and to God, He is faithful. He's not going to condemn us. He is faithful. He is going to... (laughs) Amen. He is going to forgive us our sins. (laughs) You know, people, I'm thinking from Oshiwambo to (laughs) English. The words just disappeared for some reason. So that is the basis of our fellowship salvation. As we are pursuing, thinking about the church, the body, wanting to be together, we also understand that the true. Fellowship of believers was characterized by certain elements. And what was happening in the book of Acts there is that when, during the days of Pentecost, the believers were coming together, and we're just starting from Acts 2, in the middle of the chapters there. The fellowship of believers, it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship of, to the breaking, and to the prayer. They s- continued steadfastly in the apostles' d- doctrine. It's the same as the, the other one. Um, it's just a repetition. I think it's, it's, just, uh, it's supposed to be verse 42 still. But then let's go to verse um, 44, which says that all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had, They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. So what was happening here is that this community of believers committed to not only love one another, but to go an extra mile of subjecting themselves to the teachings of the apostles. Now we have the teachings in our own environments here. We have the teachings. Now, if we think that we want to grow all by ourselves there, we might not want to subject ourselves to the teachings of the apostles or the leadership or subjecting yourself to the leadership of the community within which you are serving. It is very important for all of us to subject ourselves to those teachings. Why? Because we all need to grow together. We all need to work together. You can just imagine so many teachings and philosophies that are all over the place that are going around and we are not well knitted together in our teachings. We are not held together in our doctrines. We don't even come to hear. I'm just there growing by myself having TV, yes, me and my TV time. Not that I'm condemning those that are doing that, please. What I'm saying is, you grow better when you subject yourself to a fellowship. When you subject yourself to the teachings of the leadership even of that fellowship. And the body, the church, you and me also then help this specific body to grow better as we move on. So they were coming together, they were breaking bread together. Connect. This is where we're connecting when we break bread together in homes. I mean, we can all come here every Wednesday and have connect here, all of us, as it is. We can. But I tell you, it's never the same as in those special places where we have our connects. It's never the same because that's where family happens. That's where church happens. That's where fellowship happens. That's where we cry. That's where we become people. <laughs> yeah? That's where we share stuff. Our connects. those are the places where we, we really grow. And break bread. the word, meals, real meals, food. us that love food, good food. That's that's where that that's where it happens. It's never gonna be the same as this. Just like it is not the same here. We are a lot of us will go out of here without even speaking to one or two people. But in a connect, I'm looking forward, guys. I, my connect is Unokuriangava, and so I look forward. We are only three at the moment, but we are trusting God for more to be added. Because the more we come together and subject ourselves to the teachings, the more miracles will happen. We're praying, we're breaking bread together, we trusting God, we're calling the neighborhood. God will be adding. He's the one adding. We only go and talk and invite. But God eventually is the one who is going to add. Amen. So we also do experience some benefits obviously when we when we are in a body, you know. There's a whole lot of unity that is taking place in the body because we are one. And Christ is the head of this body, He's the one teaching, leading us eventually. We belong to Him. So and we are also knitted together. We are strong, we can stand. We are not tossed around by all sorts of teachings and philosophies that are going around. We protect one another. We encourage one another. We reach out to one another. We are easily able to love one another. And we also understand and appreciate that each one of us has a role to play. And we appreciate those parts. I cannot just say, just because I do welcome tea so well, I'm the best in this church, better than everybody else. I can't say that. I can only appreciate that I can do welcome tea and appreciate others that are bringing the cake and appreciate others that are serving the guest and have joy in serving one another. That's all I can do. All one in mind. It's not about me. I can't come here and think, oh no, I can just push this line. This is who I am. This is what I want. I can't do that. We are one in mind. And the only thing that we are one in mind for, it is because the church, community, it's family, it's primary backdrop. It is all about what God has deposited in here. The teachings, the commands that we need to share, we need to go out and share the word of God. It's all about God's purpose. It's not about us. And that is what it is all about. And as we grow together and also loving one another, there's a whole lot of maturity that comes with that we will then also be able to stand. We will be able to defend Christ out there. We will be able to, you know, I always say, it is so wonderful uh, what Pastor Chris once said here that if you have given your life today to the Lord, as you living here, you must go and share. Go and talk to somebody about what Jesus did. That is part of growth which will lead to maturity later of standing up and sharing the word of God. And that is what fellowship does. That is what church does. That is what the community of believers does. Holding each other, empowering each other, equipping each other, moving forward, making sure that the body to which we belong grow and mature forth with us. Amen. Amen. Yes, as I was saying in the beginning, you might be so hesitant to even join a community of believers. You might be, because you feel where you are coming from, they hurt you. And you don't want to be hurt for the second time or third time. Or whatever time it is that you, you find yourself in. There's a lot of doubt. Is church even forming? Is this community of believers. Is, do I want this thing? It's going to slow me down. These people are slow. I don't know what it is that makes you hesitant to pursue joining a community of believers? I don't know. Could be uncertainties in your life. It could be inadequacies that you might be sitting with. It could be fear of being taken for granted. I don't know. Or it could be that there might be issues that you are struggling with and if you just get yourself in a community you'll get exposed it could be any of those things but the bible assures us that the grace of god is sufficient even in your hurt the grace is sufficient in your doubt the grace is sufficient in your fear in your shortcomings, in your inadequacies, the grace of God is sufficient. And we all need the grace of God to go by through this journey of wanting to pursue and join a fellowship or a community of believers. We all need the grace of God because we can't do it by ourselves. It's not something that you just decide That's why the Bible says when you read further in Acts, it says God was aiding. God is the one to be aiding you. But you need to open up for God to do that work of grace with you, to make you aware of the need of belonging, of joining, of being part of a body and playing your part and serving others with who you are the word of God says you are. Let's prioritize. And be open. To coming together. To open up to be part of a body. Or a fellowship. Let's have the same attitude towards fellowship with each other that Christ had. With his disciples. Let's have the same attitude. Let's value fellowship. Let's not take fellowship for granted. Let's prioritize our gatherings as saints together. Pastor just mentioned tomorrow is fasting and praying. Let's join. And the fasting and praying. And then the different days of connect, let's join. Let's do church together. Let's do life deeper, genuinely from a place of steadfastness, from a place of intensity. Where we know that we're doing this because we love one another. Because Jesus first loved us. And as Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25 is encouraging us as follows. It says that, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not giving up meeting together. Let us not giving up. Let's encourage one another. Let's spur one another on. It's not always easy many a times. I know we are all busy. It's the reality. But in our busyness, let's encourage one another to meet together. And let us not really give up on all of this as some are in the habit of doing But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching, the day of the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because that is the focus. Our focus is on eternity. A lot of things are happening around us. But our focus is while we are doing church, while we are doing fellowship deeply, while we are reaching out to each other, we know That we are doing all of this for God's purpose. It's not for our own. Amen. As we keep on thinking about what I have asked in the beginning, does your belonging to Christ really? mean something to you? Is it an encouragement? Do you find comfort in Christ's love? Is there any fellowship that you are experiencing while doing fellowship with those around you? With God? Is there any that you are experiencing that is really together in the spirit? Or is there something else that you are experiencing? Let's be steadfast, devoted to fellowship as a family and as a community. And while doing that, wholeheartedly, we agree to love one another. Because if we love one another, the world will know who we are. And we will be able to make allowance for one another. We will be able to walk with tender hearts, full of compassion, reaching out to others, understanding that we all have various parts to play. But doing this from a place of unselfish love, growing together, building up of itself, the body, in love. Amen? Can we stand? Yes, you might be standing here today and thinking, I am so hesitant. Whatever it is that makes you to feel hesitant. God is saying, put your trust in me. My grace is sufficient for you You might be standing here thinking I am so fearful I've never done this before I've never got to a place Where I now have to Give my life Open to others God is still saying His grace is sufficient for you. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding is your portion today. Even in your journey of questions, in your journey of Doubts, uncertainties, fear, hurts. In this journey, God has given you a sound mind. He has given you a sound mind that in its own time and in God's own time will lay it all to rest. And therefore, Father, it might sound so lightly, but yes, Lord, in the body, in the fellowship of believers, in the community like this, oh God, it is easy to take offense, but your presence, the Holy Spirit of God, the grace of God that is so sufficient for all of us that we are going through today is what we want to take on. Clothe us, O God, with your grace. Clothe us, O God, with your presence so that we are able, Father, to wholeheartedly agree to love one another, to wholeheartedly agree Grow together to maturity, to protect one another, to reach out to one another, oh God. In Jesus' name, help us, Father, to understand your purpose for belonging to a fellowship. Help us, oh God. So that we become one. We experience unity. Because where there is unity. Your word says. You command your blessings. And we thank you for that father God. We give you all the praise. All the honor. And all the glory. In Jesus name we pray. And father as we are about to leave. We also pray that your presence. The Holy Spirit of God. Will keep on ministering so that your word, Father, can cleanse us, can transform us. We thank you, Lord, that your word is active and alive. We pray for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.